Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to Inside You with Michael Rosenbaum. Do you feel that New Year's and Christmas and all these holidays have hit you hard? Are you feeling a little down, a little blue? Yeah. How are you feeling, Ryan? Yeah, good. I mean, it's a, it's a new year. It's a new year. It's a new year. Why not look up? I wrote a resolution, and I'm really going to try to stick to things. I tend to stick to things for a couple of months, and then we kind of like slowly get out of it. Yeah. But I really want to increase my diet. Not increase my diet. I want to <laughs> uh, be healthier. I want to eat better. And, uh, you know, I just want to feel it. I think, I think this year I'm starting to feel better towards the end of the year. My anxiety is not as bad. Um, so, you know, there's some good things that happened in, in the end of last year. So I'm hoping this year is great for everybody. Thank you for including me in, uh, you know, your podcast world. And, you know, if uh, I've said it before, but like last last episode that aired was John Oates. I'm a huge Hall & Oates fan. If you didn't get a chance to listen to it, you should listen to it. I know some people are like, oh, I don't know that guest. So I'm not listening. But so many people come up to me and say, hey, I, I learned so much about whatever or his problem with this or how do you, so-and-so dealt with their anxiety. And I'm just saying, give the ones that you don't know a chance because you might just be surprised. Uh, our handles to follow inside of you, which we'd appreciate if you do, are... At Inside of You Pod on Twitter, at Inside of You Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. There you go. Mm-hmm. Easy. Uh, write a review. It really helps the podcast. It's a new year. We got We need some uh, more listeners. Thank you to all my patrons who stuck around and are supporting the podcast. If you want to stick around longer, if you want to support us, go to patreon.com slash inside of you. There's tons of tiers and things and fun things you can do. I write little notes. I send packages, blah, blah, blah. Check it out for the new year. Become a patron. Support the podcast. Uh, also, you can go to the Inside of You online store. We have great merch and great Smallville merch that you know is signed by me, that you know is real. Because I, I noticed a lot of um I noticed a lot of people on eBay, right? Yeah. I'm familiar with eBay. Yeah, are you? I am. Mm. Never bought anything, but I'm familiar with I it. I have. I have a lot of these posters. But I noticed that there's a lot of stuff signed by me. And if there's any discrepancy and you're like, did he really sign it? Is it and they, they overcharge for things? And that's why on my site I said, why don't I just have autographs that they can get that they know they're for me and there's no discrepancy. Hmm. That's, you know, so I don't know. We've got lots of stuff, small, the lunchboxes and what have you. Um, I will be with Tom Welling in Vegas, Vegas, baby. Very excited about this. Uh, Creation Con with Jensen Ackles, Jared Padalecki. I might even sing on Saturday night with Loudon Swain. They're going to be playing. Um, Tom and I will be signing. We're doing a Smallville Nights on Friday the 13th, mm. and uh, it's going to be great. If you haven't come to our event for for Smallville Nights, you, it's a must. Everyone really loves it. We love it. You get to read scenes with us. There's prizes. Uh, I recommend that. Uh, we'll also be doing other cons throughout the year, so look on our Instagrams, at the Michael Rosenbaum, if you will, um, at the Tom Welling or, or Tom Welling. I think it's at Tom Welling. You can email him at, at no. um, what's your number one new year's resolution, Ryan, that you'd say you'd like that you'd like to resolve. <laughs> oh, um, geez, that's tough. Will I stick with it? I don't know. I'm going to, I'm going to try to do some more comedy in the new year because I, I, Good. I, I performed in December for the first time in years and I would like to keep doing that. Also, <laughs> you're writing now. You're really I writing. I, I am trying to do more of that and trying to do more creative things that will make me feel fulfilled and uh, will bring me joy. That's beautiful. That, yes. Did you listen to that, guys? That's that's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. You know, creating joy for yourself, fulfillment, yeah. you know, passion. Um, that's a good way to put it. Creating, creating joy for myself. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're a lot of times we don't realize that we are the creators of, of joy, of our own mm-hmm. uh, happiness or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um Sometimes, you know, I, I deal with depression or anxiety. You know, I figure out how am I going to do this? I got on certain meds that help me. Uh, I'm exercising. I'm hanging out with friends. Figure it out. Figure out what helps you. And, you know, better help is 
by the way, a big sponsor of us. And I, and I will shout them out now because I, I wasn't going to, but uh, they've stuck with us for so long. And I think it's because of you guys. People are trying better help, and I think they're using it, and they're liking it, and it's working. And that means a ton to me that it's working. I haven't heard any negative things. And I know, Ryan, you're still doing it. And uh, go better help. So, uh, you know, therapy, man, it's important, especially the time we live in talking to someone uh, hearing what a professional has to say. And remember, these people that you're talking to, if you don't want, you're nervous talking to them, it's normal. They deal with this all the time. They can't say anything that you say unless you say something like, oh, I'm going to go kill that person. And then they have to report it. But other than that, you can say whatever you want, and it's between the two of you. So um, that's important to know. Being comfortable, you can always switch your therapist and all that stuff too, which is important. Because not, a, you know, I've, I've switched therapists before. So you, in 24 hours, you can have a new therapist. Anyway better help uh big episode today Stephen amell is back he always brings something he always brings something and i love him and i love that he comes in the podcast he listens to the podcast he's got a lot going on heels season two we talk about that we talk about uh green arrow of course we talk about uh you know just a lot of stuff you might want to tune in let's get inside of Stephen Amell. It's my point of view. You're listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. This is Stephen Amell, and you are listening to my fifth appearance on Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. I think this is the most I've had with a guest. This, okay. This beats Zach Levi, it beats Welling. Hmm. Beats Bobby Lee. Um, I think this is the most okay. that I've had on. This is good. And I haven't talked to you in a while. And I was thinking, God, I don't even know what to talk. We've talked about everything, but we never could talk about everything. There's we, always something to talk there's about. There's always something to talk about. Yes. I'm except my life is not in conflict or near catastrophe or I'm it's not, a, not. No, I'm not on the B side of anything. Really? So no big major news. There's news. All right, well, we'll, we'll get to some news. First sure. of all, your legs look great. Thank you. I noticed you've been working out more. I've seen the the videos, but I've just noticed your girth. Thank your, you. Your 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 swollen. Thank you. In a very healthy, like yeah, this is the best shape I've ever seen you in. This is the best shape that I've ever been in. How do you feel? Really good. No pain. No. Nope. I excuse me. That's a little bit wrong. My left, I'm dealing with some left shoulder issues right now. And the way that I injured my shoulder was being the lead of a wrestling show. No, no. Oh, it was boy. throwing my daughter in a pool. I see you throw your effing daughter uh, into <laughs> oceans, into lakes, into pools. into. Right. I mean, you're always like, that's nice. Right. But that's ex how you did it. Yeah, except she's, a, she's, a, oh, she's about to be nine. And, and I, didn't, I didn't warm up. I don't warm up to throw my kid <laughs> in the pool, That'd but no, we were, we were out on the English countryside in late July and I threw her and I tore something. I did something to my, you felt it shoulder. right away. Yeah. I think it's bursitis. Does your shoulder hurt every morning when you wake up? Yes, it does. Well, we got to make an adjustment here. I've been told that a, the cortisone shot will help. Cortisone shot. I have a guy for you. Yeah. I, I know everybody, everybody has a guy, but listen, I've had two friends go to this guy cause they had horrible shoulders yeah, he three guys. One guy, he just did an injection. He also did an injection on my shoulder, mm -hmm. and for like a year and a half, I, I I was perfect. Yeah, and then you might get another one. Two of the other guys, he actually did surgery on, and they've been perfect for ten years. The guy's name's Doctor Neil Gadadra. He's a stud. Okay, listen, I'm in because I'm I, know, you. I know that you have dealt with neck and back. Pain, oh yeah, so my whole life. your your opinion on this means a guarantee. I, I promise you, you're going to thank me for this. Uh, this guy's wonderful. Done deal. Cuddling with your wife. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Do you, after all these years, how long have you been married? 11 years? It'll be 10 years this Christmas. 10 years this Christmas. Yeah. Do you still, do you cuddle because she likes it? Yeah. That's the, that's, and she knows that. Yeah. She's like, well, you just cuddle me. Like I'm going to get, how many minutes does she need for a cuddle? I can't cuddle when you go to sleep at night. I can't. I will start to flop sweat immediately. I, I need to avoid any sort of, touching to actually go to sleep right but smash cut to four o'clock in the morning i'm a cuddle machine 
Once really? I, once I'm into my sleep, once I've gotten my sleep going, I'll cuddle the shit out of her. So wait a minute. You'll wake up rested and move to her and hold her. That's right. That's right. She Does she like that? Well, I hate yeah, she does. <laughs> like, so, I never, I'm just so not a I'm now, I, I'm, I'm starting to fall asleep very, very, when I'm not working, I'm now falling asleep very, very early. She is a night owl, but uh, her golden hour, her golden time, mine is hours before midnight. Hers is time after 6.30, 7 a.m. in the morning. Right. Seven till 10, if she could pull that off, that is her, she's in bliss. And I'll, I'll cuddle there. She loves cuddling in the morning. The only thing that she doesn't like is I have a tendency, and I do it out of love, and you don't realize that you're doing it. I have a tendency to wake her up just to let her know that she can sleep in. <laughs> and she'll come back and she'll say, hey, I love you, but you don't maybe, need to tell maybe, me just, maybe just let me fucking wake up <laughs> and realize that I got to sleep hey, in baby. and then thank you on the B side. Hey, sweetie. What? what, sweetie? Hey, I just want you to know. Yeah? You can you can sleep in the night today. Would you fuck off? That's nice though. Ten years coming up for anniversary, and you're still mm-hmm. cuddling. You're still. I see you guys. I mean, we go to the same tennis club. I know it sounds a little uh, pretentious, but it's not. It's kind of like a regular club. It's, it's nice, not that fancy or anything. It's a it's it's a tennis club. It's not as fancy as it's not a Beverly Hills tennis no, club. No, like it's that. more emblematic of the neighborhood that we live in. Yeah, it's just yeah. a place to play some tennis, to maybe swim, to hang out, have some food. Bingo, but, uh, bingo, bingo night. I, I love, love bingo, bingo night. <laughs> I love bingo night. I'm gonna bring my friends there to the next bingo night. I think uh, it's pasta, Italian, and and bingo. I love seeing you there. You're playing tennis with your wife. You're doing yeah. things with the wife. Do you feel like? you sort of have to do this because you're gone so much filming and working and focused and working out that you're like, we've got to do a couple things a week to make the marriage work and, and be healthy. Well, I don't know if it's to a couple of things a week to make the marriage work and to keep things healthy, but we have really tried to, I wrapped the second season of Heels on the 1st of July. And this is my first stretch of time since, since I started on Arrow which is coming up on 10 years. It's my first stretch of time where I'm in LA and there is no firm date that I'm leaving and going back to something. I'm still under contract for heels. I'm still you know, very, very confident that there's gonna be more of that to film. But what we are trying to do right now is just embrace spending time in LA. That's it. Freedom. Just, just, just enjoy being here. Yeah. You know, everyone, it's not, it's a little bit different than, a vacation or a hiatus. This is this is it. Our kids in third grade. She goes to school right by our house. Our son is almost five months. I I, I mean, you were filming heels. I I didn't even know this. I never am online, and I I don't know mm. why. I mean, it's not like you're going to text me. Hey, I just want you to know that I I was I was like, holy shit, you had a baby. Yeah. When yeah. you got Bowen, was it emotional? Yeah, it was amazing. It was one of the longest one of the longest days of my entire life. I had been I'd been in Atlanta on a Thursday. I was filming and ended up with bursitis. You know what bursitis is? I've got, heard of it. Yeah, a little, you a little bursa sack like on your shoulder and your elbow and your knee and stuff like that. And weight training, one of them burst in my elbow. So I was on set that day and my elbow really started to hurt. And I went to dinner that night and the kiddo wasn't due for two weeks. And I went to dinner that night. My elbow was all swollen and red to the point where when I got home, I I had to go to the um, I had to go to urgent care, and then they sent me to the emergency room because it was in, infected, inflamed bursitis, and so they Jesus. had to give me IV antibiotics. And I didn't get home from the emergency room until four a.m. And I had a seven a.m. flight from Atlanta to Seattle, and then I was connecting Seattle to Walla Walla to go to our annual knocking point party. And so I don't sleep. And then I'm on the flight from Atlanta, Seattle, one of the longest flights that exists in the continental United States. (laughs) And I love Delta, but they had no fucking food. So I'm just not, I'm not enjoying myself. I can't sleep. (laughs) Right. I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to start diving into, I don't want to start diving into Jack and Diet Coke at at eight 30 in the morning. And then uh, connection in Seattle, get to Walla Walla, Call Cassandra and she says, um, hey, look, everything's fine, but um, 
our surrogate has high blood pressure and a little bit of hypertension. So she's being taken to Cedars and the kiddo's being delivered tonight. And I went, oh, okay, all right, okay, okay, okay. Immediately got on the phone with the travel agent. So I'm in Walla Walla at three o'clock in the afternoon. And the best flight option out was about an hour north of Walla Walla out of Pasco in the Tri-Cities that was leaving at seven, connecting in Seattle and then on to LA. And for that flight to LA, I'm in, I got the last ticket on the plane. So I'm in 29E, no Wi-Fi, no nothing. I'm exhausted. And my phone blasts at 11 o'clock as we are on initial approach. And it's from Cass going, I'm gonna head to Cedars at like one o'clock in the morning. I said, great, okay, okay, awesome. And then 25 minutes later, my phone buzzes again. And it's a photo of her with Bowen on her chest because it just happened so fast. Oh my god! Her water didn't even break. Like it happened real, real fast. So I landed, call her up. I go, is everyone okay? Is healthy? Yeah, he's a little on the small side because he was a preemie. He was just, right. just a little bit above six pounds. And I said, okay, because I bet you there's no food there right now. She's like, no, there's not. So well, I have to stop then. So I stopped at a Wendy's on the way to Cedars. <laughs> And you got a burger and a, and a frosty and then showed up. And it was super, super emotional. The, the, moment, the moment that I saw. Inside of You is brought to you by Rocket Money. I love Rocket Money. You know why? Because everyone should have Rocket Money because it just helps you save money. How many times do we have subscriptions that we don't even know we have anymore? And we're paying so much money. It's throwing away money, Ryan. I, I found one. You and you did it. You told I me found, I got Rocket Money. Okay, <laughs> I, I found one. It. I'm embarrassed to say how long it's been going on, but thank you for finding it. <laughs> My God, it was embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, because it's like you want to watch some show and you go, oh, I have to subscribe to this uh, this streaming dev- uh, whatever, mm-hmm. and you you start streaming the show, you watch it, you leave, and you forget after this trial period, it kicks in and they're it's charging terrible. you 10 bucks a month. It's, it is embarrassing. Ugh. You know, 75% of people have subscriptions they've forgotten about. Before I started using Rocket Money, I thought I had, you know, like, oh, I have like five subscriptions. I could not believe it when they showed me I was paying for like four extra uh, between, you know, streaming advices and fitness apps, delivery services. It's never ending. And thanks to Rocket Money, I'm no longer wasting money on the ones I forgot about. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. Rocket Money will even try to negotiate lowering your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is submit a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. They'll deal with the customer service for you. I don't like that. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash inside. That's rocketmoney.com slash inside. Rocketmoney.com slash inside. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I don't know how many times I have to talk about this, but it's so important. If you're sitting there right now and you're stressed or you're anxious or you have a lot on your mind and you just bottle it up and you don't know what to do, it's going to come out and it's not going to come out in great ways all the time. Um, BetterHelp has helped me substantially. Ryan here has been using it for a while. And I, you know, don't you notice when you don't use BetterHelp? When you don't have therapy? Oh, the weeks where I miss a session? Of course, yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it's like the more you talk about something, even if you don't think you have anything to talk about, things come up and it puts your mind at ease. And we all carry around different stressors, you know, big and small. And at times we keep carrying them around rather than processing them and letting them go. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy from BetterHelp is helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's for all of us. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. 
I think people think, oh, what if I don't like my therapist? If you don't, you switch them. It's that easy. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com inside today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash inside. Within three hours of him being born, I recognize that he's fundamentally different than our daughter. How so? He is, she, when she needed something, she let you know. Mm -hmm. I remember our first night in the hospital in Vancouver, just thinking to myself, how in God's name are we going to do this? And within about 90 minutes of being around him, I was like, he's going to be chill. He's chill. He's chill. They're, they're just, they're, they're just different. You know, he laughs, he likes to sit, he likes to look out the window. He'll sit already with me and watch sports for 45 minutes. He'll sit and watch baseball. He's four and a half months old. Are you already making him watch wrestling? Oh, yes. (laughs) Are you? Oh, yeah. Do you still watch a lot of wrestling? I do. You were spotted somewhere, I read, right? At some wrestling match? That's right. I was just at SmackDown. I was just at SmackDown in Salt Lake City. You love this shit. I do. You've always loved wrestling. I, I and do. And now you're on a wrestling show. I Now I'm on a wrestling show, but now I get to go back through on Peacock and I get to go and watch all the old Royal Rumbles with him. I'm just going to take him through the 1980s and all my favorite stuff. Who's the your favorite era. wrestler 80s of all time? Hulk Hogan. You loved Hulk. I did. I know it's not, it's a sort of a popular answer. Everyone retrospectively is like, it was Jake the Snake Roberts. No, it was Andre the Giant. Well, I liked Andre the Giant too, but I only knew him through the prism of his him being a bad guy because him, him going around the territories and being a good guy for all those years was before my time. So I didn't know. Right. Uh, do you, are you, is there any anxiety with you wondering, Hey, is, is Keel's going to get picked up for a third season? Uh, you know, what am I going to do? What's next? Do you get that sort of feeling you have to be doing something or are you just sort of enjoying this moment? I'm enjoying this moment a lot right now, actually to, to a point where I, I don't know that I've ever been as settled and comfy in my own skin as I am at right at this, right at this particular moment. I'm really enjoying it. There's a, I wouldn't say anxiety, but uh, we are going through a process right now where Stars was acquired by Lionsgate in 2016, and they are now in the process of, as best I understand it, untangling that partnership. I have no idea what that means, yeah. b- by the way. But again, from the little of it that I understand, as the as they are untangling everything, they are figuring out which assets belong to whom. So as a result we wrapped filming on the 1st of July and we don't have a premiere date, let alone a trailer, let alone an indication of season three. Wow. I know that I know that there are meetings that are starting to happen about writing for season three. Really? But in the normal, in the normal order of things, we would have more information than right. we would right It's been right two now. months. It's been a couple it's of months. Three months. It's been three, three months, months and no yeah. trailer, no kind so no, does that does that worry you? Have you talked to Pete Siegel? Have you talked? No, to- I mean, I just talked with Michael Malley this morning, who's our showrunner, and he's like, I'm edit- He's like, I'm putting the finishing touches on eight, which is our final episode this year. So again, that's how far along we are in the process. Uh, and so the episodes are like, ready. It's close to being. Oh, ready. he's like, it's it's amazing. I, I'd be worried if I thought that if I didn't think the season was spectacular. I think the season's spectacular. It's better than one hundred percent. Way better. More action. More story. More scope. More. I'm. You know, I I personally think that that I went up a level for a variety of reasons, and I'm I'm incredibly happy with my performance and the and the action and the storytelling and just the I don't know. It was just, and it also felt more like a cohesive season because we actually shot it in order and you know, we're subject to COVID hiccups, but not COVID catastrophes. Right. Yeah. I mean, I I got it. I got it again this year. And it was very, fr- it was very frustrating. It was a kind of a nice break though. No. You get 10 days no, off. No, fucking fuck sucked. It. I fucking hated it. <laughs> you just wanted it. to work. No, I hated it. I didn't like it. I, no, I wanted to, I wanted to work too. <laughs> I've been like, yeah, I'm going to oh, watch some movies. Also, because we were trying to, we were trying to craft my schedule around the forthcoming birth of our kiddo. Right. So I didn't, I wasn't asking for a ton of time off. I just sort of gave them the window as to, as to when it was going to happen. And um, yes, but then I ended up having time off when I was supposed to be working really hard. So then working really hard when I was supposed to be having time off. How do you feel about sex scenes? I love them. I think they're great. I think they're hilarious. (laughs) 
I think they're hilarious, and I think they're they're a bunch of fun. That doesn't don't people like sex? Don't yeah, feel- but it's fake sex, and you have to kind of put on something. What if you're not attracted to someone? You have to act. We can do the de- deductive logic on this one. I mean, my show is my my show. My character is married on the show to Allison Luff's character, right. so it was likely with her. Let's say theoretically, she's a great kisser. You know, am I not having a? Am I not having fun? Right. Her husband's lovely, too. I think he's a great guy. I, maybe it would be awkward if he was standing on set, like with a scouring look on his face. But he wasn't. He's not allowed. It's close set. So we're good to go. All right. So in a way, <laughs> no, in a way, I I'm, think- I'm most I'm I'm mostly I'm not actually kidding about them being fun. No, this they is amazing. Fun, this no, is hilarious. Fun. I think in a way it's good for a marriage. It's almost like you get a little. Uh, have a little fun on the side that's just fake that you're getting paid for that it's work they got their lives you got your lives but you're enjoying the moment you're like you know what I, I wasn't able, I'm not able to do that in real life yeah listen I can <laughs> I, I agree with that too it, it's gonna goose the marriage a little bit I know that Cass uh, when she was doing Roswell New Mexico uh, you know I, I had a couple of uh, had a couple on CW um, makeout scenes but you know had to had to kiss this guy and he was strong and strapping and handsome. I think he was on Friday night lights at one point. So, oh, is that, what's his name? Uh, Kitch? No, no, it wasn't oh, Taylor he's Kitch. Hot. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. I played like, looking I've guy. seen him naked. Yeah. Fellow, oh, really? Oh yeah. Fellow Canadian. Great body. Thank you. I don't know why I said thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I was certainly when, when I knew that those scenes were coming up or had happened, I'm paying a little bit of extra attention to Cassandra Goosing the marriage just a little bit. Really? Just a little. Hey, we're yucky. All com- we're I'm all here. competitive. Wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. Your perspective on it. I I think I maybe it's just, maybe I'm just the one, only one being honest. No, I don't. I, I always say it too. You know, when I had opportunities, like when I was supposed to kiss Kristen Krug, you think I was like, oh, fuck. Oh, man. This sucks. What? She probably just horrible breath ugly in person not true not, not true. true perfect breath perfect just a perfect she's an awesome woman i think i love her i she's think great. we discussed this on the on the first time that i was ever on the podcast i'm sure but i did uh and she had a cw show in 2012 when arrow was coming out i think if she was i think it was i think it was beauty and the beast and mm-hmm. we did some we did some press together and she is just she is easily one of one of the most beautiful people have people yeah come across i agree i mean lovely but also just stunningly attractive stunning and i even see her as an adult we started work when she was probably 18 and now she's 40 mm-hmm. and i'm seeing her at cons and we're hanging out i'm like she's just awesome she's still awesome she's like grown a, up grown into a beautiful really intelligent woman like a, um, like a fine wine a whereas fine whereas wine. me you and wellingers we're like oh, old whiskey <laughs> you know you're like that's ah, whiskey <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Um, if if how disappointed would you be if they didn't pick up heels or if something happened like that? Would you be would be devastating to you? That would be devastating. Because I think but, you have more would, of a connection would, to this show than you have with other shows. It would be devastating, but I'm not. I wouldn't wallow. You wouldn't. I, there would be more of a disappointment because I feel like we would have missed the mark. Right. The show's too good. I I would have gone. I would have centered more around, and now I, this sounds a little bit like I'd be in denial because obviously, um, you know, a show is you know, principally carried by its performances, but there would be a part of me that would be going, how do we not, how do we, how did we miss the mark? Like, but then again, there are things that are, there are things that are out of my control. I can control the work. The work is really good. The writing's really good. The cast is really good. The vibe on the show is really good. The people who have seen the show love it. It's just a matter of have enough people seen it. Not only that, but it could be like, you know, this is a big cost to us. Could be. You know, this is an expensive show. Could be. There's a lot of variables, again, that you can't control. Cannot control. But out of all the shows that you've done, the movies, would this be the biggest hurt to you if like it didn't get picked up? That would be like, you'd be like the most devastated as opposed to when Arrow ended and all these other things? No, I'd be totally fine if Arrow had, if that, if the pilot of Arrow hadn't been picked up to series, that would have been a tough one. But that would no, have been a tough this, one. this, 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 honestly, this, the, the work, the work speeds for itself. I would, yeah, I, I'd be certainly, I'd be annoyed. That's for sure. What would you do next? What would be on your mind? What would you think of doing? I have absolutely no idea. I no. guess they'd send you out on projects and look for projects for no, you. No idea. I mean, I guess if, I guess if, if the word came down tomorrow, I guess I'd, set my sights on pilot season 
I don't know. But you always want to work. There's not not a part of you that wants to take a couple of years off and just no. do nothing. I want to, I know. I, I want to work. I want to work. I'm very happy and, and settled in my own skin right now and, and feeling good. I also want to work. Do you think that will last forever? Do you think, how old do you think you'll be before you throw it in? I throw the towel in? I don't know. I, I, I don't think more than a, I don't think more than a year at a time. Your ability to predict stuff gets worse over time, right? right? It was one of the reasons why I was listening to a, to a, I listened to a variety of podcasts from a variety of sides of the spectrum, but this happened to be a Jordan Peterson, Joe Rogan podcast. And he was talking about how, you know, the predictions about climate and the planet and this, that, and the other thing are just, a lot of them are so preposterous because it just becomes nearly impossible to predict things when, when you factor in time, right? Like anyone that made an economic prediction in 2019, were they anticipating the global pandemic? No, but that fundamentally alters everything. So any prediction that you made in January of 2020 that had to do with 2030, it's fucked. Right. Let alone 2021. Right? It's just I don't know. It's just numbers. Just it's just just yeah, just give me like give me give me a year to time. I don't think I'm they good. Can. I'm good for the remain I've made my peace with the remainder of 2022. And then I've got a job to kick off. I got a job, a little thing to kick off 2023. And then What's I'll be that? It's a, it's a, it's a job. It's a movie. It's a movie. Yeah. Is it a cool movie? Is it exciting? Is it's, it a thriller? Is it action? Is it comedy? It's cool. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about you it. You can't talk about whether it's scary or it's, it's action. I hope it's scary. And I hope there's a lot of action. And you have, you would start filming that in 2023. I start filming that at some point in, yeah, at some point in 2023. And we have, look, Heels is going to come out eventually right this season's coming out it's coming out and, and you I, don't know when though but this fall but i would this... anticipate the first quarter of 2023 okay, okay. i'd be a first or second quarter of 2023 it was beyond that at it, it's it, gotta it be could first be. quarter i bet it's gonna premiere i would in better January be first quarter and then code eight part two is going to be effectively done and locked by the end of this year code and, eight with your brother yeah we did we, we filmed a second one i didn't see the first one yet did you not no well you wait, act with your brother with my cousin, yeah. With, with, well, brother, cousin. People think we're brothers. Yeah, yeah they always say it's your brother. It's, it's fine. Just it's Robbie. Yeah. We have the same last name. Let's How just go do you it. like working with him? It's good. It's good. Is it weird that you're family? It is weird. It gets, it, it, we have, and I think that he would say, that he would say the same thing is we have different, we have a different process. Um, I wouldn't really know how to describe our processes other than to say, looking from 30,000 feet, they seem different. So we will have the occasional moment of butting heads a little bit. Right. But I think that's kind of because it's it's family. Like you don't know always where to blur the line between this is a professional environment and we're cousins and I played with you when you were in diapers, right? You just don't just don't totally know. And occasionally, you know, he's super easygoing. I like a schedule. And so something rolls off his back and it hits me right in between the eyes. Right. Right. It, that's just, that's just the nature of working with Is someone. Is there a competitive thing? No. Not at all. N- not, not that you're aware of. Not that I'm aware of. No. And, and I don't, I do not get that. I do not get that sense from him. Good. At all. You want that, to make each other one better. Of, one of the, one of the, one of the reasons that I look up to him a lot, I'm older, but one of the reasons why I look up to him a lot is just because he has the ability to put a lot of passion into things, but not to take things too personally, right? That's a good quality. It's a really great quality because you know we're we're artists, and when we're slighted, it's it's difficult for it not to feel like it's a very personal thing. It's often not, and more often than not. In fact, nine times out of ten, it has nothing to do with us. It's not personal, but we take it personal anyways. Mm-hmm. And I learned from him. No, just 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 take a breath. And, you know, if you're in the right, then keep doing what you're doing and uh, it'll all come out in the wash. So Code 8 Part 2. I think that's what it's going to be called. And you you filmed it? Yeah, it's done. We filmed it last October, November, December in Toronto. That's pretty sweet. But it's a, this one's a big, this one's a big Netflix release. Really? Yeah. The first one was really a bet on ourselves. This one also in a different way, we are betting on ourselves. I mean, we took, we took, some decent compensation, but anything that we took out wasn't going on screen. So this movie was made for, I think 20 million bucks. 
Wow, and that's a that's a big budget. It is a big budget, and I'd like to think that that if it comes out and it does the type of numbers that it did that the first one did on Netflix, and the first one did incredibly well, which is why Netflix, you know, took on the property. It's not typical for Netflix to make something a Netflix film when the first one was not a Netflix film. Right. But if we can perform really well for them at twenty million bucks, then I feel like they're gonna want us to make four more of these things. That would be pretty fun. Fine by me. I want to be in one of them. Yeah, that's if you do three, I gotta be in code eight part three. Code eight part three. Are we just gonna go code nine, code ten? Whatever code you want to do. Yeah. <laughs> It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, you know, I think we talked about this, but not really. But you were in an all-boys home for a while? School, out? an all-boys school. All-boys school. Home. What do you mean a home? <laughs> all-boys school. Was that was that for was that a disciplinary school? Was it a was it a tough school? It's a it was it's a just happens to be a boys school. I think that they have a sister school now or they opened up an all-girls school that's close to the campus, but no, right. it's just it was just where my dad went. It was like, you know, in in Toronto, there's there's uh, Royal St. George's, which is a boys' school, I believe it might be co-ed now. There's Upper Canada College, which is still an all-boys school. There's St. Andrews College. And then there's stuff like Ridley, which is now co-ed, co-ed uh, Trinity, which is co-ed. And, um, you know, they make up a, a network of independent private schools in uh, in Ontario, in right. Canada. Were you a tough kid growing up? Were you? Did you have size? Were you... Um, popular, or did you get? Did you? You know, what, what, was, what was it like growing up? Were you difficult? Would your parents say it was difficult raising Stephen? I don't think it he was, got in a lot of trouble. I didn't get it. No, I didn't get in trouble. I mean, I had my. I didn't really. I didn't apply myself that well. It's, didn't have a lot of discipline. No, no, not at all. You just want to have fun. Just want to have fun. Just wanted to play sports. Just wanted to. And then when it came to school, I just, I just wanted to. I just wanted to get by. Just move it along. I think that's what I did. Just move it along. I just wanted to get through it. But if there was stuff that I was interested in, I excelled. Yeah, that's that's how I, yeah. yeah. If it was a certain subject that the teacher made it interesting. Yeah. And I just liked the teacher. Yeah. And he had patience and there was something about, then I would, it was, I would, I would excel. English. Um, no. Our, our uh, Mr. Staunton, Ted Staunton taught me AP American history. I was infatuated with. With American I liked history. history. I liked history. And so, yeah. So, you know, in that, I would, you know, that I got an A. But, you know, fucking <laughs> everything else. Science. I remember. Geography, I remember, science. I remember I went in my freshman year, I think, and I had a chemistry class. I walked in. It's like, all right, for the first test, you're going to have to memorize the periodic table, and we're going to have the test on Tuesday. And I walked out, walked down to the guidance counselor or something, and got into general science. Yeah, got, you got go. out of it. I was like, fuck this. This is going to be a bitch i remember on my 11th <laughs> i swear to god never took chemistry gosh i think it was grade 11 grade 11 biology on the final exam i just wrote down i have no intention of taking any more biology classes in high school could you please just give me a passing grade <laughs> and they did yeah he gave me he gave me, he gave me, he gave me a he gave me a 50, like a 50 on the dot <laughs> I, I was in in college and um I remember I was about to graduate and Tom Tatino called me into his office and Tom goes, Hey, Michael, I'm looking here. And I've noticed that in your major here, you don't have any dance classes as part of your theater major or something like that. You're supposed to have these, these dance majors. And I go, no, no. He goes, right, well, you can't graduate unless you've taken these classes. I go, not that was, that's not what the book read. 
the uh, there was a, a book of like what you'd need for requirements. Mm-hmm. And I dug up the book from 1989 when I was about to graduate. And sure enough, in the thing, it was the only one. It's, it did not mention your dance. And so I got out of it. I squeaked by. I always would squeak by mm-hmm. with things. I was just like, how do I whether I cheated a little bit or I, I had this guy, Dr. Uh, Mr. Nordhorn in, in algebra. And I used to go up during a test and I go, yeah, I just can't. And he would work the problem out with me and give me the answer. And I would keep going up to him. I don't know how I got through school. I never thought I would get through grade school, high school. I was terrified of everything. I just wanted to get through it. Mm-hmm. A lot of people enjoy things. They have fun. I think that's carried with me. Yeah. Do you are you someone who really could enjoy things or do you are you doom and gloom? It doesn't seem like you are that kind of guy. Seems like you could just you're like, hey, I'm going to have fun. I'm going to go on set every day. I just don't want to get through it. Well, yeah, I'm I can just have fun and I can really apply myself. It also took me 28 years to figure out what that thing was going to be. Right. Like it took me 28 years. Why to, do you say that? Why? Because that's when I settled on acting. And it makes me feel being on set, working on set makes me feel a way that nothing else does professionally. That is. What were you doing before 28? I was acting a little bit, but you know, I but was you just hadn't committed to it. You really no, know I, this is what you're going to make. A no, I, doing. I, no, I, I, I committed to the idea that I wanted to be famous. I'm glad you admit that because there's so many actors who come on here and I go for me, I got to admit when I was a kid, I thought I want to be in the movie, you know, at a certain age, I want to be in the movies. I want to be famous. I want to make money. I want, yeah, that that's exciting. It I is exciting. I want to be an actor. No, that was, I mean, I, of course I did. I want to get better. And I took, I did theater and I did classes and I got better and better, but deep down, I, I really did want to be famous. A hundred percent. And it wasn't until I abandoned that idea and just decided, look, if that happens, that's great. But I actually just, I really enjoy acting. Yeah. Like, and, you know, one of, one of the reasons that I enjoy it is because I enjoy watching television. I enjoy watching movies. I enjoy mm-hmm. thinking about performances in the same way that I enjoy talking about baseball and arguing stats and watching football, except I, I'm not good enough to be a pro basketball player. I'm not good enough to be a pro baseball player. I'm good enough to be a professional actor. Like I get a chance to do it. So when I abandoned that and just thought to myself, I'm going to, I'm going to do this because it makes me happy naturally, then a lot of the superficial and materialistic things that come with acting then come along with it. Right. And now I can say I'm doing it for the love of it, but concurrently I can say that because I'm very well compensated when I do it. Right. Do you pinch yourself still? Are you able to be grateful? Are you able to sit there and take a smile and say, look what I've accomplished. Good for you. Did you ever think you were going to make it this far? Just being good to yourself or do you not really think about those things? I don't really think about those things. I will say that, that getting done with, arrow and moving away from it and hopping off that that the proverbial hamster wheel there gave me a little bit more perspective and i certainly i i am i am very grateful i love nothing more than i love nothing more than than being on a on a film set and um you know being someone that comes in comes prepared comes with a good attitude but also brings a tries to bring a professionalism that is appreciated by the crew and the cast mm-hmm. as well. You want to be respected and, and appreciated. I, I want to be respected and I want to be appreciated. And I also want to try to get people home to their families at a reasonable hour. That's a good thing. That's it a is. Good thing. Right. And and I'm not, that doesn't mean cutting corners, but you know, there's a, there's a lot of things that actors do, not so much actors that I work with on sets that I'm on because I don't, because I've, for the majority of the time over the past 10 years, I'm the de facto lead. So you can't, it, if I'm behaving one way, you have to follow suit because otherwise it, it otherwise it sticks out. Right. But, um, you know, a lot of things that actors do on set and their, their, their process can, um, drive you crazy. Well, it's, it's indulgent. Let's be honest. It's a little masturbatory. You, little, sh- you should be little... able to just jump into it. Let's just do this. Let's fucking go. There's let's take, go. Guys, let's there, go. guys there's, always, there's always take two. That's how I like Come it. on. That's what I like. I don't like let's, to rehearse too much. Let's get after it. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> let's shoot the rehearsal. Shoot the rehearsal. Shoot the rehearsal. Yeah. Let's go. Good things come out. Mm-hmm. Good things come out. Um, do you think you still need, be honest, you always are, 
Do you think you need a lot of external validation? Do you like to hear Stephen is great at this? Stephen is good at this. Is it something you need? Is it something you just? It's nice to hear, but I know inside that my I, I'm validated because I respect myself and I know I'm doing a good job. It's a combination of both. I don't need it. It's nice though. It's it, nice. it is. It is really nice. Um, when I'm not doing something at this point, like when I'm not promoting the second season of Heels or I'm not promoting the second Code 8, I like to, uh, I, I like to disappear. I'm not looking to, I'm not looking to do or be you seen do by anybody. <laughs> I like to disappear, but at a certain point, at a certain point, the proverbial IMDB star meter starts to creep down a little bit, and and you want that mm-hmm. you 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 want it to you want it to pop back up. I'm happy to just hover around twenty two hundred. There it is. I'm happy. I'm always there. It's like, <laughs> hey, he's not forty thousand. No, he's not eight hundred. You know, there's it's there's fine. there's been a slightly there's been a slightly humbling moment. You know, you and I we both go to cons quite often, and you know when I go, it is it's I'm always I'm always slams you know with meeting people and taking photos and stuff like that and i'm still slammed i'm a little less slammed than i was when arrow was on of the course air. and so you just have to like you Take know you try this is life you have to you have to roll with the punches on this one i mean mm-hmm. the smallville fandom is different in it's different this day and age right. than it was when the show was on the air yeah so you just have you just have to accept that if i had a problem with that maybe i shouldn't have fucking stopped the show true you know speaking of which mm. if I, we've talked about this briefly but like different in a different scenario if someone called you from the Arrowverse, which they call it now mm-hmm. of course i've always called it but if someone called you and said hey well, we want you to do a guest star come back as the arrow mm-hmm. for one of these shows just an episode or two sure be honest would you be like that's eh, not what i want to do or would you consider it oh it would all depend the storyline this the storyline the money the less so the money because you're not you're not the star anymore of the show well but also this is a this is this is a one-off right it would be you're going back for for an episode or two episodes you're not going back to recreate the show right so you know the money everyone's gonna haggle but you're not going to get an extra four million dollars out of them. You might, no. you might, you get might get extra... your quote or half your quote or something. Sure, but it it would more it would more come down to, you know, I like I like going online and I like seeing reaction videos. Right when fans see something in a television show that they like, so I would think to myself as a fan of whatever show, how pumped would I be if so and so character just appeared? So from that from that angle, I'd probably be like, yeah. Let's do it. But again, de- depends on the depends on the show. It, it really like I know that this sounds like keep in mind that I'm honest because I said earlier that I got into acting originally to be famous. So so believe me when I say <laughs> that this really would come down to the storyline. Sure. But I think that if anyone's listening, mm-hmm. like uh, what's his name? Creator of uh Arrow. A uh, Greg Berlanti. Greg Berlanti. Why mm-hmm. did I forget his name? He forgot his name on TV. If, if if he was listening or other producers were listening and they go, oh, it's not about the money. We can get him for a price. Let's just get sure. a good fucking story. Sure. I think you just messed up, Steve. No, I go, didn't. No, no, no. no you, you, no. Be, you be compensated. I know how it, it, I, I know how, I know how it works. Mm-hmm. I, I, I know how it works because I, because I, you know, I've, I've been on the other side of helping someone with this negotiation. So I know precisely how it goes. All right. There would never be a conversation about money. It would be a conversation about story. Yeah. Shit talking with Stephen Amell. Shit, okay. These are the Let's questions from my top tier patrons. I love you. You make the podcast work. Go to patreon.com slash inside of you. I really appreciate your support. I'll write you a message after you, uh, you become a patron. And uh, top tiers get their names right off at the every, every episode. Chris R, uh, has your, uh, this is quick, rapid fire. You know this. You know the rules. How has your battle been with anxiety? Cannot wait for heel season two. Anxiety? Gone. I didn't have, I didn't have anxiety problems. I had, with, I had alcohol withdrawal problems. At that time? In in general, any anything that was tied to anxiety had to do with the withdrawal from alcohol. So I, when you came on, you had anxiety. It had to do with alcohol. Had to do with alcohol. Yeah, you know the sun. That, what is that? The the Sunday scaries. Whatever know. they people tie, they get anxiety on like a Monday after you know going out and partying or something like that on on a Saturday. Ah, uh, yeah. Anything any anxiety that I had, um, you know, I cut out ninety five percent of my drinking over the past <clears throat> year and a bit, and any anxiety that I had was purely related to withdrawal from alcohol. Awesome. Sophie M, how is life with two children? 
you said it, but how is it? It's good, but it's 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 a challenge. It's, it's a challenge. It's, it's a challenge. There's there's not a lot of who wakes up in the middle of the night. You share that. So any, uh, I am I am off from midnight to six a.m. <laughs> but he sleeps through the night already. Right. Soup. It goes has a feeding at around good. bath at six. Feeding around six thirty. Goes down about seven thirty. Wakes up about six thirty seven at this point. So we're blessed from from that standpoint. But uh, yeah, no, I I cast as the evenings. I do the everything else. How many hours of sleep do you get per night on average? Seven and a half. Any more is probably not good. I don't need I don't need more than seven to seven and a half hours of restful sleep. I also like uh, I've I've really started to like getting up in the morning to a quiet house for about an hour, hour and a half. Good. Yeah. Sarah G. Hi, Stephen. Hope, Hi, you, hope you and your family are doing well. Congrats on your baby boy. Question is, if you could relive shooting an episode of Arrow one more time and experience it for the first time again, which episode would it be and why? Pilot. First it time. all started, how it all started. First time in the suit, David Nutter, Vancouver, two weeks, 10 million bucks, pilot. Uh, Megan T., huge fan. When filming, do you prefer to be free, uh, be free creativity, of cre- creativity or be directed with step-by-step for the scene? Depends on the director, depends on the scene. We had a we had an interesting the the process on on heels this year changed a little bit where it we took us a couple of episodes to discover that uh, that our our showrunner really 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 wanted everyone to be word perfect this mm, year ugh. which is which by the way is fine I don't like that it's not my favorite come on we're not doing fucking Shakespeare here. My problem was not, problem is a very lowercase p Sorry problem. about that, by the way. I, no, I don't mean, no, I, mean, no, no, I, I no, would no, do no, it, no, I would no, do it. It's, but. No, it's it's fine. It was more that it, was more that it, it wasn't communicated, uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't communicated up front that they wanted us to be word perfect. So I thought that we just had a super anal retentive script supervisor for a little bit. And then I realized it very, very early on. And I, and I went to our showrunner and I went, you want us to be verbatim, right? He goes, I do. And I said, okay, it's fine. Just changes your process a little bit. So um, I'm always up for being directed. Right. Uh, to, to, to better answer that question, I'm always up for being, I'm always up for being directed. I think the thing that I, that I dislike is I like, I like freedom, but freedom without, freedom doesn't exist without just a still bit, like a teensy bit of structure. Because if there's no, if there's no structure, at all, then no one knows what the fuck to do. Right. Gotcha. Maya P, again, mm-hmm. last question, and then we're done. If you could tag team with any professional wrestler, who would it be? <laughs> that question yeah, is going Yeah, it could have gone dark. It could have gone south. It could have gone really <laughs> pleasant, too. Any current professional wrestler? Any, 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 in the, in the, in the, in the, in the, in the world of, of any time period. Well, I'm going to go Cody Rhodes, my boy. You, you've already worked with Cody Rhodes. I, I tag teamed against Against him. Cody Rhodes. Against him. That's right. Yeah. Do you want to do it again? Do you want to do something like that again? I do want to do it again. I need to make sure that I will be, you asked earlier if I would be upset, devastated or what have you, if, if there wasn't a season three of Heels. Uh, the thing that would really that the thing that I would really, really, really have a problem with is if we didn't get a season three and I didn't do everything that I could promoting season two. And I think that everything that I can do will involve me being back on television doing some wrestling in some way, shape, or form. Dude, thanks for being here, thanks, man. man. It was awesome. Always awesome. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. He always has a lot to say. He's always got something. He always has something, and I love that he comes to me. Never a dull moment with that. I mean, guy. he could probably go anywhere else. He could probably go to a podcast with bigger numbers yeah. or whatever. But he, I appreciate that. You know, I have, you know, a lot of certain celebrities that, you know, come to my podcast or at least, you know. Well, you live close. I think, Man, that I think that's it. Thanks for bringing <laughs> that up. Uh, thank you, Stephen Amell. 
Um, remember, uh, join Patreon if you want to support the podcast. Anything helps. Uh, Patreon.com slash inside of you. And all that jazz. And all that jazz. Here are the top tiers. Uh, also, I you know, Bryce said, tell the benefits of being a patron. Hmm. When you join Patreon, there's a lot. There's things called things called tiers. So they have a top tier that gets packages from me every few months and a letter from me, and I pack them, I box them. It's personal. Uh, I don't have somebody, you know, I have somebody helping me, you know, do things, but I pick the things and I write the notes. And um, there's that. There's YouTube lives where you, every month you ask me questions. There's um, a Q and A. There's there's just a lot of things uh, on the tiers. Um, what else? Very every once in a while we do a, a big top tier patron zoom we've done that a couple times and uh it's just part of a community so many people have become friends from this um i know that i love it and it really supports the podcast um look some people you know can't afford it. i think you could be a patron for a dollar can't you 50 cents i think you'd still support the podcast if you have a quarter price of a cup of coffee 50 cents it's way less than a cup of coffee these days buddy <laughs> but uh, i just appreciate it and uh look if it wasn't for the patrons i say it a million times probably wouldn't be able to do this podcast there's so many out there and bigger celebrities than i am and uh the thing that i like is you know people always say that you, you get in it's not like a celebrity talk it's like talking about real stuff and you get into real stuff and you know um and i appreciate that and i'm glad it's not like a typical bullshit podcast you know and I have Ryan here. I'm here sometimes. Ryan keeps me in line. Most of the time. I try. Actually, I don't even try that hard. You keep yourself in line pretty well. I don't know. I think, you know, sometimes when you walk in and it's noon and you see me in a robe at my computer and you're like, <laughs> it's noon, dude. You give me that look. I, I know that I got to step up. I'm like, all right, get it together, Rosenbaum. <laughs> Ryan sees it. He gives you that look. It's a friendly look. It's yeah. just like, you're in a robe. Like, I, I showered and I got dressed and I drove here. Fuck you, But you always, look to, you always look nice. Me? Well, you have jeans well, on, a sweater. Well, I mean, before I, you know, when there was a time when I wasn't coming in to record the podcast, but this is the time when I leave the house, so I have to, sh I shower. Good I shower you. and I get dressed. You're not fully clean unless you're sessed fully clean. <laughs> okay, patron shout outs. These are the top patrons in order of who joined first. Oh boy. Nancy D, Leah S. Right now, Leah S, Stubby's going, I thought I was first. Sarah V, Sarah V, you've been around. I mean, you've been with us for so long. Little Lisa, Yukiko, Jill E, Brian H. I see Brian H at some concerts every once in a while. Nico P, and Son Zach, Robert B, Jason W, I believe that's Dreamweaver. Uh, Sophie in Australia, Kristen Keogh, she made me a beautiful blanket for the holidays. Raj C visited me in Pittsburgh. I mean, most of these people, I mean, I love seeing these people. I know I like knowing them. I hope the, those that I haven't met, I will. I'll meet in person. Uh, Joshua D, Jennifer N, Stacy L, Jamal F, Janelle B, Kimberly E, Mike E, L, Don Supremo. I haven't heard from Danny in a while. 99 more. Santiago, when is that Lex Luthor bust you're sending me going to get here? He's sending me a bust for Lex, of Lex Luthor. Yeah. Chad W. Leanne P, she's been around a while, really supportive of the podcast and Sunspin the band. Uh, it means a lot because our band, we don't have tons of followers. So when you guys listen and come to the stage, it's and, uh, you know, get the CDs or whatever. It's, it's just awesome knowing someone is listening. Janine R, I've got to see her. She's a sweetie. Maya P, of course. Maya, I just saw you in Pittsburgh. Maddie S, Belinda N, Chris H. Dave H, David Hall, Sheila G, Brad D, Ray H. Oh, man, love her in Japan. Tabitha T, oh, Tabitha. Tom N, Liliana A, Talia M, Betsy D'Onofrio. Missed that woman. Chad B, Dan N, Big Stevie W, Angel M, Rhiannon and C, Corey K, Dev Nexon, Michelle A, Jeremy C, John B, Brandy D, Camille S, Joey M, Eugene and Leah. How's that little guy doing? Nikki G, Corey, Patricia, Heather L, Jake B, Megan T, Mel S, Orlando C, Caroline R, Christine. I was in uh, L, N, N. 
Sarah S, Eric H, Shane R, Emma R, Andrew M, Zoroichi 77, Andreas N, Oracle, Karina N, Amanda R, Jen B, Kevin E, Stephanie K, Lena 82, Jorel, Billy S, Jammin J, Leanne J, ADHD, Rocks Todd, Luna R, Cindy E, Kate F, Mike F, and Stone H. Let me ask you a question, Ryan, Mm. before we end this podcast. Mm. If you have a guest. Uh Uh-huh. On the podcast, and they're talking, and you hear that dry lip sound, like, and you know people are going to be annoyed when they hear it. Uh-huh. They're going to be like, oh, my God, his lips are dry. Do you, A, just let it go because you don't want to embarrass the person? You say, hey, take a drink of water. I could hear your lips. Um, I think you should probably tell them. Would I personally? I'd, I would probably not. <laughs> I think your podcast would fail. Then. Probably. But I think it, <laughs> it's, it's the kind thing to do. Yeah. And you can be nice about it. Uh, guys, this is the first episode back for uh, a new season of Talkville. Um, you know, I hope we keep going, mm-hmm. do kind of one year at a time. And uh, I love doing it. It's fun. Um, yeah. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being, thanks for allowing me to be inside of all of you. Um, much love, healthy and happy new year. Let's do this. I am Michael Rosenbaum from the Hollywood Hills in California. I am Ryan Tejas. I'm here too. You, sir. A little wave to the camera. We love you guys. Uh, most importantly, Ryan. Hmm. Uh, be good to yourselves. Be good to yourselves. All right. I'll see you next week. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.